This podcast is brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. BankInfoSecurity.com is your source for the news and views shaping security and risk management within the finance space. As international ACH payments increase, what unique security challenges do the financial and payments industries face? Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm here today with Stacy Rosenthal, Head of Banking and Corporate Strategy for SWIFT, the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecommunication in the Americas. Stacy SWIFT is a member-owned cooperative that has more than 9,000 banking organizations, security institutions, and corporate customers in 209 countries. Could you quickly give our audience a little background about SWIFT and some of the global companies and organizations it works with? Thanks, Tracy. SWIFT is a member-owned cooperative. We serve market segments ranging from financial institutions, market infrastructures, across payments and security landscapes, uh, corporations, and uh, really bringing the community together around the platform of standards, our secure network, and really to help the industry collaborate and speak a common language. Some of the organizations we work with range from the largest financial institutions globally to various market infrastructures in local communities and regions around the world, as well as global and multinational corporates that all enjoy the standardization, reliability, and security of the SWIFT network and standards. And what about transaction volume, Stacey? How many transactions does SWIFT manage in a day, and how do, have you seen volumes grow over the last year? Our average daily traffic in January was over 15 million transactions a day. Um, the growth that we see has been really explosive. In the U.S. market year over year for ending 2010, it was 11.3%. And for SWIFT overall, the payments growth was 7.7%. So we are seeing uh, a lot of growth, especially in the payments landscape and across our market segments. A lot of that is probably attributable to the globalization of payments, and globalization is something that we've talked about quite a bit these days. What role is SWIFT expected to play in helping to manage or push more standardization in the global payments infrastructure? SWIFT as an industry organization and a cooperative is looking to bring the community together to debate the areas of interest, continuing to add standardization, market practice, as well as clear communication to help payments infrastructures lower their total cost of ownership, implement new standards where it makes sense, and help balance regulation and innovation by being an intermediary and bringing the community together. And Stacy, are there unique challenges, say facing financial institutions, for instance, in the United States or North America generally, that don't exist in Europe or Asia or vice versa? I think some of the challenges that still exist in the U.S. market are around still the existence of checks, which we've seen not be a challenge in the European and Asian landscape. All of the landscapes do face similar challenges as far as regulation, even though the regulations may differ and be more um, reticent to our market and our market challenges. I think in this year to come, some of the market practices that are changing the landscape and and uh, financial institutions are facing, uh, you know, large projects are around the introduction of uh, potentially intraday ACH and the change of settlement times there and and 
then to that end looking at payment convergence and how that may cannibalize uh, wire volume. Also the introduction of the new Fed uh, CTP message for extended remittance information and how banks are going to support that within their market and how those payments will flow cross-border. So I think the challenges are very similar, yet we still have the check and it's still here to stay and how that's going to implement other payment instruments remains to be seen. Now you've mentioned the intraday ACH transactions and I've spoken with a few industry experts about that, namely at the Fed Reserve. Are there any security challenges or are there any risks associated with conducting those transactions in a faster manner that financial institutions maybe haven't thought about and should? I think there's always the question around transparency and how to implement technology and business best practices to ensure that we don't move from a paper-based fraud to electronic-based fraud. Some of the systems have been built around batch settlement and how to tune those systems to be able to not only speak the language but support the workflow and the security elements. Also, how to bring uh, institution-based security down to individual personal identity management to ensure that not only the institution level has that security that we all trust and love, but how do we bring that down to ensure that the employee also is doing the right thing and that we have that level of security. So I think it's very similar to the challenges of any near real-time settlement mechanism and how we move the benefits of what we see in our real-time growth settlement and wire-based systems to the ACH systems. And I think it's going to be a matter of how do we quickly develop and get more of an integrated payables platform out to the community as an industry, and then how it services out to the corporate clients that will use them so it still remains simple and easy to use, but as secure as wires are. Sure, that makes sense. And talking about payment innovation and and emerging payment technologies, I'd like to talk about payment card technology. As the U.S. continues to rely on the MagStripe, while most of the world completes various deployment phases of EMV technology, how do you see that impacting global transactions, and what challenges are cultural differences posing? I think that in terms of global transactions, we're going to continue to see that growth. The use of payment card technology and the changes is going to take a technology overhaul for the U.S. market, and it's something that I think the U.S. market has been trying to figure out how to innovate as quickly as possible, yet not scrap what's already been invested. I think the European markets are definitely ahead in terms of their technology deployments, but there still are some cultural acceptance challenges that exist where the U.S. markets are very comfortable and we see huge growth, not only in credit card, but also the use of debit card transactions, almost trumping the growth that we're seeing in any other segment. Where in Europe, there's still a cultural almost bias or challenge to wanting to accept card because of the amount of fee base that gets taken out of the transaction. So I think there are leapfrogs ahead and and our markets can learn from them and leverage the great investments they've made, but there's still some challenges in terms of the cultural landscape and the overall acceptance of card. And we see that even in some market segments here um, with small businesses. Uh, so I think we each uh, regional area can learn from one another and leverage what they've done, not only from a social perspective, but also from a technology perspective. 
And that's an interesting point that you raised, Stacey. My next question was going to be about will 2011 perhaps be the tipping year for EMV technology or advances in payment card technology? But I think I'd like to ask, do you think that 2011 might be the tipping year on both sides? Might we see more acceptance in European markets of payment cards generally? And how do you think that the United States can perhaps learn from some of the examples that have been set where payment card technology is concerned in European markets? Well, I think in terms of a tipping point, I think it goes beyond just payment cards. I think it goes um, and extends itself to how do industries and regions work together to drive collaboration and assist one another. You know, a lot of the collaborative efforts that we see to debate how some of these areas can be conquered, I think the tipping point is across all payment methods and how do organizations continue to innovate um, while dealing with regulation and balancing client priorities. So I think it remains to be seen, but I think it will be a tipping point for payments overall as the expectations uh, from financial institutions and consumers as well as corporations are that financial institutions and market infrastructures need to be more innovative. They need to develop products and bring them to market more quickly. And are our expectations of what we experience in our consumer lives with social media and innovation and new product development, is that trumping our expectations um, that we have in our business world? And I think it will be a tipping point on how nimble organizations can be to really get to that last mile. And what about security concerns when it comes to global payments and the global payments infrastructure? What role is SWIFT playing to ensure that transactions are secure? Well, SWIFT you know, grew up and our platform is based on failure is not an option as our mission and mantra. We believe in everything we do needs to be at the highest levels of security, reliability, and trust. We continue regardless whether it be a market infrastructure, a corporation, or a financial institution, that we always want to think about security and how we can maintain that integrity across the payment value chain. And sometimes there's that fine balance on how you remain to be secure and how quickly you bring products to market. So SWIFT continues to bring that mission and approach to every working group and every message layer that we look at when we develop our solutions and when we uh, talk about industry standards. So we're going to continue to drive to the level of success that SWIFT always has in having a secure, reliable network and continues to try to trump what we're seeing in terms of cyber crime and cyber fraud, looking at new payment instruments and settlement times coming to bear and how we bring that same level of comfort that SWIFT has had for over 35 years. And I'd like to ask a specific fraud question. Um, this one relates to money laundering. From a fraud standpoint, what role is SWIFT playing in the cross-border fight against money laundering? Well, right now, um, as SWIFT always is, we are listening to our constituents on where we should be playing in the sandbox. And at this point, you know, we handle the payment instructions and we make sure that it's a secure package from end to end, from the institution um, to institution. We will continue to look at 
um, where we should be developing and spending our resources based on the community's interest in SWIFT being involved in anti-money laundering. Today, um, it's been debated on how SWIFT should play in that space, and it's going in front of our board in terms of where we should um, develop or where we should just be debating um, the common language and standards. Uh, we will continue to fight fraud, whether it be in anti-money laundering or at the transaction level, and this is really going to be based on the guidance of the community. And as we talk about industry guidance, I'd like to ask a little bit about regulatory compliance and meeting those requirements, such as those that have been stipulated by the single euro payments area. How will globalization impact regulatory mandates from your perspective? I think that regulation will continue to grow. I think globalization will continue to bring new issues to bear. I think that compliance is something institutions struggle with, how to balance their budgets and their product development with regulatory compliance. Um, the requirements that were created for the single European payments area, I think has begged the question how we get the same level of transparency now with things like the international payments framework and international ACH transactions. So I think globalization will bring to bear whether we have too much regulation or too little and how potentially regulatory bodies can work together and be more collaborative. But I think all globalization is going to do is increase the regulation that we have because there will be a continued need for transparency. How payment instruments converge will also impact um, regulation uh, and uh, things like growth of fraud, uh, new payment instruments, and new players like third parties will also impact regulatory mandates. And I was going to ask about innovations that SWIFT is implementing to help meet the growing needs of its global members, and it sounds like you're already thinking about that, and a lot of it, of course, will depend on some of this regulatory compliance, some of the mandates, and then also some of the technology that emerges from outside of SWIFT. In our 2015 strategy, innovation is one of the pillars based on community development, on how we stick to our core, yet leverage partnerships based on community requirements. We do have a team at SWIFT called InnoTribe and Head of Innovation, Costa Peric, who are constantly evaluating how we can extend our brand, our support, and our resources to the community and innovate where it makes sense. So we try to balance the growing regulation, the foundation of our organization with the need to innovate and continue to stay ahead of the game. And from a high-level perspective, Stacey, what impact do you see payments, as far as global payments are concerned, having on financial institutions in 2011? I think in 2011, uh, globalization impacting financial institutions will cause the ability for those financial institutions to develop new products and services, to get closer to their clients by simplifying the payments landscape and offering tools that have potentially a single window or single view to the payments landscape. I think that players like SWIFT offering global standards will assist financial institutions in their development. I think you'll see um, continued new entrants into the market and third parties trying to get a piece of the pie. Some of them will be partnering with financial institutions in a co-development manner, or we're going to see new entrants like we've seen in the consumer space and the person-to-person -person space. 
and where they'll fit. I think globalization will also continue to um, leverage and drive the use of mobile technology and, all, and social media as um, vehicles to support globalization and how payments innovation is delivered, not only as an information vehicle, but as an initiation vehicle. What top trends at SWIFT would you like our audience to be aware of this year? I think a lot of the trends in the payment space we've covered in the call today really focus on a few areas. Simplicity in the payments value chain, continuing to secure transactions not only at an entity level, but also extending to personal digital identity. Automation in new areas of the organization, really evolving beyond payments and reporting, but to areas like bank account management. Um, questioning whether SWIFT should be innovative in other areas like sanction screening. Should we be a utility for areas that the industry may not have a competitive advantage, but it's in their plumbing or their infrastructure? Is there a way for SWIFT to continue to assist in those areas to help the industry lower its total cost of ownership? So I think it's going to be an exciting year. I think it's going to be a great year of growth and we continue to try to help the community based on feedback, speak that common language. Stacy, I'd like to thank you again for your time today. Thank you, Tracy. Again, we've just heard from Stacy Rosenthal, Head of Banking and Corporate Strategy for SWIFT in the Americas. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. This podcast has been brought to you by BankInfoSecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.BankInfoSecurity.com.